playing Barbie's Horse Adventures or something like that. <laughs> My Little but... Pony 13. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... What was it? I think uh, <laughs> Kai, you know, uh, Kai reviewed the first one and the <laughs> in his review, the title was Mad Dead Redemption or something. Yeah. <laughs> what, My Little Pony? <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Right. So, quickly does it. Microsoft. Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft. Um, essentially, they want to get Chinese games on their system, is one of the first things. Mm. Uh, Genshin Impact's done well, which, well, we know that quite well. Um, and so yeah. Microsoft have seen that Sony have done got a few players. But I don't think Sony have got players from Genshin Impact. It's just that players on the PlayStation are playing Genshin Impact. I don't think they realise... Yeah, it's not yeah. a system draw. Mm. But yeah, it depends how much yeah. they pay for these games. I mean, yeah, I think the the bulk of the revenue from uh, for for Genshin Impact is definitely from mobile and uh, maybe PC. But uh, yeah, so far it is a, a console exclusive on PlayStation. So yeah. of course, uh, Sony is making money off of that revenue, and uh, it's interesting because actually. Uh, the developers announced the Switch version, I think, a couple of years ago now, but it is nowhere to be seen. So I don't know if it's ever happening or not. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, Microsoft is seeing the potential for uh, Chinese games now that you know there are some decent uh, uh, Chinese developers. For example, there is that Black Meat Wukong game which looks very interesting, and, you know, a few others as well. Uh, so I think Sony, uh, you know, they were, they were early in that, uh, in that market. I think they have a program. It's called PlayStation China or something. They fund uh, independent developers to bring games on uh, PlayStation. Yeah. So I guess Microsoft should do something like that. You know what's 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 interesting is that they're using Genshin Impact as an example, but Genshin Impact is is being made by a Chinese developer, but it's a very Japanese game. So I don't know if it's the if it's a good example to you know use that as a way to say gaming Chinese gaming content works well. The game feels like a Japanese game. I think in reality, it's like there was a comment on the thread which says, "Oh, they could get real anime games from Japan." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's what I was thinking because Sony has some interesting stuff uh, that does doesn't feel Japanese. There's this uh, character action game is called The Lost Soul Aside that's been in development for a long time. But, you yeah. know, it, it still feels a bit Japanese, but you can tell it's not really Japanese. With Genshin Impact, sometimes it's difficult to say this hasn't been made by Japanese developers. So I think it's not really a good example on of a Chinese, proper Chinese game. I, I think, though, I think the point is that, uh, I mean, Japanese content uh, has been, uh, of course, uh, has been big in the Western for ages in Western countries, but maybe it wasn't 
always that were received in China, mm. you know. But you know, on the other hand, Genshin Impact being developed by Chinese developers, maybe <laughs> it did better than mm. uh, and if it even if it, if it looks uh, Japanese, it still did better in China, even just because you know they wanted yeah. to. Uh, yeah, they were also kind of uh, proud that finally a yeah, Chinese developer yeah. was getting this kind of recognition. So maybe that's a factor. Yeah, quite possible. Uh-huh. Um, nothing else gone. What what more do you want to talk on the Microsofts? Well, there have been quite a few interesting comments made by um, head of gaming Phil Spencer, and. Uh, uh, for example, the first one is that a price increase is coming, although it isn't clear if he was referring to consoles or Game Pass. So one of the other is uh, is likely, uh, not for the holidays, but uh, after the holidays, so likely next year at some point. And uh, I mean, if it's consoles, and they will just be following suit with uh, with Sony, and uh, you know if it's Game Pass, uh, I guess maybe they will want to wait <laughs> and see if uh, if they get the Activision Blizzard content first, because if they do, then definitely the price increase will be justified. Uh, I mean, this is also tied to. Uh, actually, a report that says uh, Microsoft is not exactly the leadership, not exactly happy with uh, Game Pass growth uh, because uh, actually they had set a year over year growth uh, expectation of 73%, and it was, I think, 34 or 34 or something. So it was basically half. Uh, and uh, well, less than less than half. So uh, rumor is that even uh, CEO Nadia Sadella, uh, sorry Satya Nadella, and uh, basically missed on some bonuses because of uh, uh, the missed uh, target growth for Game Pass. So I guess maybe if they increased the pricing, uh, they could offset. Uh, such issues in the past, in the future, or lose subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> that is a that that is a especially if they since yeah he said there could be a price increase, but they haven't said by how much it will increase. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Uh, a price increase was definitely on the cards for for quite a while, and also I think Microsoft has been doing uh, whatever they can to get sub- subscribers on board. I mean, there's people who manage to kind of stack a couple of years worth of subscription at uh, very discounted prices. So uh, there are even guides <laughs> on forums or Reddit on how to do that. So. I guess uh, one one thing they will do in the future is make sure that uh, all those discounts are not available anymore. Not and uh, I guess, like I said, as soon as they get some 
really big games on, uh, on Game Pass, even, you know, the releases of Starfield and such games. And of course, once Call of Duty and Diablo get to Game Pass, if they get to Game Pass, then of course they will have the leverage to do the price increase. That's about it. Um, yeah. People are going to stack now more years before the price increase. <laughs> Everything's going up anyway. Everything yeah, well, yeah. Like people started stacking PlayStation Now subscriptions for the premium PlayStation Plus before it released. Yeah. Uh, also, there's something else uh, that you said about Game Pass. I think it's worth you know, mentioning. Uh, apparently, Microsoft now believes that uh, Game Pass will unlikely be topping 10 to 15% of their overall revenue from gaming. So, yeah. uh, that seems a bit low, honestly. I mean, compared to what they were saying, you know, they, they, they made Game Pass sound like their first priority for many years even the CEO uh, you know basically he said that the whole strategy was built around Game Pass but uh, I mean you don't build your whole strategy around something that's only going to be 10 or 15% in a best case scenario right I don't know maybe uh, you know this is part of the realization that you know, for example, he also said that uh, they have about reached everyone on, on Xbox who wants to subscribe. So I guess now they are looking to grow further on PC and possibly on mobile through cloud. But uh, on consoles, uh, uh, I think about everyone who wanted to subscribe already did so. Uh-huh. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, seems like things aren't really going as they they expected. Because you know, usually when they talk about Game Pass, it's all enthusiastic language. This time around, they they, they sound a little subdued. Like we haven't failed, but we're not where we wanted, and we we feel we're never getting or like we're not getting anytime soon close to. Our yeah, target. That's, I guess that's guess what may- it feels to me. I guess maybe another another angle is that they could be saying this to under you know downplay yeah. the importance the of uh, of Game Pass uh, for the acquisitions. You know, uh, since for example, the UK regulator put a lot of emphasis on uh, the cloud service, which is currently tied to Game Pass. So that's kind of another way for. Mm. For Microsoft to say this is an this yeah, is that much. Yeah, you know, because, because they really it, it really sounds so different from every other time when they spoke about that. So so you, you, you you're probably right. This seems uh, you know like the exact opposite of what they've been doing, of, of how they've been talking about Game Pass so far. It seems weird. I mean, if if it's not like they should be surprised about things because. I don't know, it just feels, you know, it feels a little weird. 
Yeah. Seems like they lost in not lost interest, but you know. Yeah, well, it's working, but not as we wanted. Please don't stop our acquisition. That's probably the message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess uh, since we are heading there towards the, the big acquisition topic, uh, you also said that uh, Call of Duty will be treated uh, like Minecraft. So he also said that he'd like if it uh, somehow made its way to the Switch. <laughs> Although I'm not sure how it could do that unless it's via, that. just via cloud, maybe. Uh, but uh, mm. uh, multiplayer via cloud doesn't really sound like something people should yeah. play because it's That's just true. not That's possible. True. Especially if they do it on the go. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's woo. No, no, don't. <clears throat> and, uh, well, maybe, maybe on a future Nintendo console. This point. <laughs> At this point, the Switch is very old, so that that's got to be something coming soonish, I think. Hmm. Anyway, he also, and that's the end of of his speech. He also said that this. Uh, you know, is confident that the deal will be approved, and uh, but he also said that regulator concerns are fair, in his opinion, since it's such a, such a big deal. But uh, he also said that he went to London recently to, I presume, to discuss with the consumer authority, and. Uh, I guess we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, I, you know, I'm surprised that uh, the FTC has been very quiet for a long time now. Uh, I think it's been more than six months since they began their investigation. So maybe we'll have some news before the end of the year. Fair enough. Um. I've got not much to say about it. All that, all I think they should do is Microsoft. Microsoft have got one job they need to do. They need to just talk to EA and you know get the publishing rights for Black and White again. <laughs> they do. Uh, Black and White were brilliant, <laughs> great games. Do you? Yeah, but do you? Do you really want to have back Molino with his fake promises? Uh, give them to <laughs> give it to Frontier because they were wanting to develop a black and white game at mm. one point. Give Molino, it to isn't Molino doing like an NFT game? I I don't know what Molino's doing anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, Microsoft is uh, remaking Age of Mythology, so there is that. Yeah, mm. no, I'll be I'll be playing that when it comes out. That's that's Chris's game, same as all the strategy games. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just like Microsoft, you know, they got the black and white IP when they bought Lionhead, but, you know, mm. and they closed Lionhead. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, but EA has still got the publishing, the di- distribution rights, publishing rights. So they need a deal. Or they could, mm. they could buy EA. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. 
Well, I don't. I don't think they would be allowed to if the Activision things goes no. through. I don't think. Well, yeah, I they will so. get through. Well, yeah. we, we, you never know, but maybe it sounds unlikely. Maybe if this falls through, then EA can be the reserve. Yeah, the replacement. Yeah, yeah they're just going to buy Devolver Digital. Mm. And that's not a real prediction. Because what if all it my real predictions come true. Square Enix still hasn't happened. It will happen, I've told you. <laughs> it still hasn't. There's no time limit on my predictions, you know. All right. It can happen in 20 years. Yeah, uh, no, then it'll I... happen before 20 years. Yeah, well, actually, it will. <laughs> actually, actually, we have to break it to you, Chris, but you were not right about I'm the game. That... right. No, you're not. Because Sony London Studio is not making the getaway online. It's making a fantasy combat game. So... I don't you think I predict right. I don't think I predicted it was the getaway online. I said it could be an option. Yeah. I will get, if we yeah. go back to that podcast, I don't think you'll find that I said they're definitely making the getaway online. I said it, you know, it's an idea which wouldn't I still think it would make good sense business wise. I think it would be a good move for them. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. beat beat Rockstar into making a modern GTA London before Rockstar do it. Not that I think Rockstar will ever do GTA London. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Now that I shouldn't have said that because if they do make one now, then one of my predictions has come wrong. <laughs> you can't make GTA London now, Rockstar. They could, they could remake no. the the original no. GTA London. I, no, it doesn't count when it's top down. <laughs> it's in a modern version, not top. Well, down. I don't think I don't think many people play the original. I don't know. To be fair, G- GTA back then wasn't massive as big as it is now. Yeah. So yeah, right. Um. Moving on, moving on, because we are actually. I told you these topics take a while, Alessio. Um, The Witcher are just making, remaking The Witcher. The Witcher are remaking The Witcher? CD Projekt Red are remaking The Witcher, which, you know, 500, you know, they've now announced yet another game on top of the 70 they announced three weeks ago. Uh, no, actually, this is, one of, not, this is one of them. Actually, that is not correct, Chris. I'm afraid, because this is first. This is one of the games they had announced. Okay, well, fair enough. So they're still on seventy. Yeah. Secondly, it's not made by them. It's made by Full Theory, so which is, is the, one of the third-party ones. Yeah, which is the developer behind uh, Seven Days Long Gone. It's basically a top-down action RPG. And uh, I think so far they've only did that, but uh, they are saying it's uh, it's made by a bunch of former CD Projekt Red Studios uh, developers. Sorry. So in theory, they should have, uh, you know, they should know what to do with the, the Witcher. And uh, it will be interesting to see if they go open world because, of course, the the first one wasn't. Uh, mm. Yeah, what they were separate. Think? Yeah, there were separate areas, but I think the uh, you know the framework of open world was already there in the first one. Yeah, I don't. 
They could expand it a bit. Or yeah, I don't. I don't think that. it's going to be like remaking The Witcher One into The Witcher Three sort of thing. Yeah, because I think they probably they probably do do away with the loading screens pretty much. I think, and then make. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended seamless. up being similar to you know when you know the kingdoms of Riamula re-reckoning mm. thing sort of thing, where they you know it's a re it's a remake, but it's also just a bit extra. You know, I think, but I think the the first The Witcher needs more than just yeah, no, a it's... little touch up. I think it needs. Well, they're they're remaking it from the ground up. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it will what, be sort of a remake. That's what the game then, needs. Yeah, it'll be a remake, because, and then with that yeah, bit extra to it. it uh... It's also a much different engine because I think the first The Witcher was running on the Neverwinter Nights engine. Yeah. And uh, of course, this time it's going to run on Unreal Engine Five. And so, I imagine and so. what they'll also do is simplify it because I remember playing the first mm. Witcher where, well, <laughs> very clunky. Yeah, the co- well, the, let's not talk about the combat because you know it was an interesting That's idea, I but thinking. it just I just it, think it's uh, yeah, it just switching, wasn't working. You're switching between one sword to another sword, and then you're switching between. You've got to change your boots to be able to fight the mermaid and. Then if you don't yeah. put on the cock ring of, wisdom, you know, I then... think they, I, I think they were they, they were a little bit too faithful to the books, with all those potions and uh, yeah, you know, it, it was clunky. It needed to be streamlined a bit, and they did that with the second. But I'm I'm actually happy they're remaking this because I think it's the it's the closest game from uh, in the series that's close closest. Closer to the books, it's the one yeah. that feels the most like the books. Yeah, well, yeah. Still, it, I mean, you know, I've played the original, so, I'll, you know, the remake, it'll be worth playing. I suppose. Well, we'll see. It might be worth playing. It might not be. You know, long. Way yeah, and, it'll uh, be released sometime before twenty one hundred. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and so so. Um, I think interesting that uh, the Witcher fans had uh, kind of uh, this this news this week, which was good, of course, interesting. But uh, then yesterday, there was the disappointing news that uh, Henry Cavill is leaving the TV series. It's it's not disappointing. It means that they will stop. Raping the Witcher. Well, you know, you know how I feel about that. That's that that show, and I, I said that many, many times. And Henry Cavill was the only one that cared, to be honest. And, he, and it's clear because he was trying to play Geralt as the Geralt from the books, but he was the only one. Come on, he was being picked on because he wanted to be accurate to the books. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy that he just said, I've had enough. Well, we don't know he, that's actually what happened, but yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, it's not I, like the Superman, the Superman movies are any better than... No, I did, uh, to be fair, Witcher, I did, But I, yeah. at least if, he's, if he has to play something that's bad, at least he's getting paid for it. I, I don't, <laughs> think, I think, he, I don't think he will have been shortchanged on The Witcher. You know, I, oh, I, 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 he said he said he cut his cachet by half to take part in it. 
Yeah, well, we don't know if it's true or not. But oh no, no. I imagine how much he could have actually earned. Yeah, yeah. Just he's a big, big enough name now. He's you know he can start in what he wants to start in. Um, so chances are to do a passion project. Yes, he will have accepted a lower pay than he would have otherwise got. But yeah, so. Uh, to be fair though, I did say yesterday, last night, this morning, whenever it was, I, I said I do think the real thing is that Henry Cavill will have just decided he's had enough now. He's moving on. Well, to something he probably different. had enough. You know, he probably had enough because he wasn't really happy with the, how things were run. Because we are, we also heard this week that there. Well, we don't know how much we can believe it, but I honestly believe it. See now, I wasn't able to get through the second season. I just. Stopped like at the third episode because of some bullshit they did. That people on the showrunners, writers, I don't remember who exactly, they didn't like the books or the games. Why are you doing The Witcher if you don't like them? Because something else. TV. I know, but you know, I, I know. Yeah, so this is why uh... it doesn't surprise me that he's walking. That he's walking away because I don't think it. it would have been a very good work environment if you're so passionate about something and then you get, you know, or everything you say is just dismissed. No, that that yeah, probably wasn't very... I guess, uh, yeah, I guess it's... Uh, I think it's going to be probably due to many reasons. I think, uh, like you said, they probably had some differences with the creatives, with the showrunners. Mm-hmm as he wanted to be more faithful to the books. And I think he made a comment uh, maybe a year or two ago when he said, yeah, I'm up for for seven seasons as long as they stay faithful to Sapkowski's work. And that basically, that was his quote. And uh, definitely, I think the, the first season, I don't think it was that bad. The second season was definitely way less faithful and uh, as Francesco said there were many changes not for for the better from the you books. know you know it's not the, it's not a problem with changing things it's changing in a way that it is no longer the the story I mean bringing prostitutes into care more and is stupid and it absolutely it would have never happened in the story, because there are certain things. That, there's a reason why the witchers are hiding, are hiding there. You don't build prostitutes. So it, it, there's these so many stupid no, 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 things. No. Whatever happens in Kaer Morhen stays in Kaer Morhen. <laughs> what? But That's why it was so never documented. <laughs> uh... then, then again, there's one more thing, and, I, and I'll just stop, otherwise we're going to rant for hours. I'm going to rant for hours on end. You know, turning Vesemir into a sociopath, well, that's not it. Because he basically wanted to sacrifice Ciri so he could make more witchers. What? What? Yeah. No. No. It just doesn't... If if they wanted to say a story inside that that universe, maybe it could have worked. But if you take those characters and you change them, you get what you deserve. And this is what they deserve, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but of course, like we were saying, uh, you know, DC films, uh, box office, a Superman movie, it's uh, it's a big payday for him. And also, actually, 
it's also a, a lesser workload because uh, you know the the yeah. TV series like yeah. Netflix. I think they take many months to <laughs> to film these days, while you know the film is much shorter and it, it's maybe a couple of months, so you can do other stuff, you know, on the side. Yeah. And uh, there was also that rumor that he started, I think, uh, last year. He hinted that uh, he could be doing something in the Mass Effect uh, Mm. TV series. So maybe maybe that's why. Uh, I hope hope so. Yeah, there's also another rumor that uh, they wanted him in House of the Dragon from the second season. I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but you know there are many. Th- probably has many things and many possible things on his plate. So, well, well he has I mean, he's doing he's doing a spy, another spy sort of thing, Argyle, which is that's in post production already. Um, I think he's doing um, he's doing a film with Guy Ritchie. I know about that one. Um, that's that's another yeah. you know Guy Ritchie films tend to do quite well nowadays. Um, I'm not, I, and I imagine he's got one or two others. And then I think he's working on. Isn't he doing a voice for Squadron Forty Two? I'm sure about. Squadron Forty. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I thought he was. I uh, no, it's it's a bunch of famous names like Mark Hamill and and oh, others, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, I'm sure I read somewhere that he was doing a voice on Squadron 42. And then the most important thing is, and this is the most important thing is, he's been rumoured to be in a remake of Highlander. Ah, yeah. Mm. yeah. That clearly is the most important thing. They yeah. can be on yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, James Bond? Could he do James Bond? He'll what not. do you think? No, they'll not. Same as same as I've said many times before in his little chats, um, the whole thing about James Bond is, and it always has been, they've given it to a lesser-known actor. Because even, oh. I mean, Daniel Craig wasn't as big as, yeah. you know, when he, uh, but it, Sean Connery, Brosnan, none mm. of them were that big in films when they got when they got to play Bond. So I, I don't think they'll give it to him. And the other thing is, I mean, the closest I could have thought to them giving a big-named actor would have been Idris Elba. Um, mm. And I think his age just stops that because it tends to be with Bond that you have to sign up for a good, like, 15 years. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Idris Elba's fantastic, but Idris Elba, when he's nearly 70 as Bond, that might be a yeah. difficult film to make. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I mean, yeah, Cavill is forty, so he could still do it if, yeah, if he yeah. did it. That's yeah. I'm gonna say he would probably be one of the oldest Bonds when, but yeah, he's. But again, hey, I like him. We all know I like yeah. Henry Cavill, and he he he's got the he's clearly got the potential, he's got the abilities, but it's if they gave it. I I think they'll go for a. I, I do think they'll go for a different type of casting. I, I do. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they cast a black man this time or or a woman, and that yeah. you know none of that bothers me in the slightest. And that's one of the reasons yeah. why I think Idris Elba would have been a perfect sort of if they went for a shorter term in between. Mm-hmm. So just two film, two or three films for ten, over ten years as Bond. 
Yeah, I guess. Because he's a big mm-hmm. enough. He's a. But again, that def- defeats the whole. You know, not using a massive film name already. Because the whole thing yeah. about Bond is that it's Bond. It's not. You know, this person is Bond. It's you know, this is just James Bond. Yeah. The the person uh, eventually becomes this person is James Bond. Like <laughs> you know, Daniel Craig is James Bond. But when it started, it is this is just James Bond. Mm. Played by yet another person. But anyway. But speaking of films, and um, also on the topic of bullshit, um, Hideo Kojima. I mean, he's talking a bit shit again. I like Kojima, but he is, he's, he's like become the Japanese Peter Molyneux. <laughs> well, wow. I have to, that, well, the difference is that he tries to deliver. Yeah, oh, to be fair, I don't know. In all fairness, Peter Molyneux tried to deliver and just failed. Yeah, well, uh, and well, I, I, I think Kojima will massively fail to deliver here because, well, <laughs> one of the things he says is just completely utter nonsense. You know, his Xbox project could turn things around for the game and movie industries. Well, one, the game industry is not failing. <laughs> you know, it's. It's bigger than ever. It keeps getting bigger than ever. That's the whole point about it going upwards. Movie industry, yes, but I hope you're making a game and not a film. As much as I know you want to make films. He's going yeah. to make it. Well, but he's, you, you already know the answer to that. He's, he is making a movie that feels that every like half an hour you play ten minutes. <laughs> well, he's been doing he's been doing that for too long. I well, think Metal Gear Solid, well, Metal Gear Solid 5 is the only one that isn't like that. Yeah. But it was incomplete, because if it was complete, it probably would have been another 12 hours, more, 12, 12 hours long movie with half an hour of gameplay. I do. I, I just think <laughs> of things, and I just think I, I like Hideo Kojima, and he's, cre- he's clearly just, you know, nuts. He, you know, he's just the cra- he's just a crazy person, but he can't he can't turn things around for the games industry unless turning things around means you know making it go backwards because that's not a good thing. You do realize when it's on the up, you're not meant to turn it around. That's a bad thing. Bad thing, Kojima. Um, you don't want to make yeah. it decline. And I think maybe maybe it's predicted maybe to become the new the progenitor of the new video game market crash. He's just going to destroy the games industry. Well, the, well, he's good at predicting things. Yeah. We, we need to be careful now. That wasn't yeah. a prediction, Kojima. Do not destroy the games industry. Yeah, he has been predicting things for a long time now. I don't think many of yeah. them have come true. Well, uh, Metal Gear Solid, all those teams of Metal Gear Solid 2, they kind of became true. Like the, they were true you know, already. Well, not not on this side, you know, like the flooding of useless information on the internet. Yeah. No. That, that, wasn't, that was just, that wasn't no, that was just back, in back the then. newspapers. The internet was just going to be the next thing. Anyway. Yeah, but in Meta, you know, in Metal Gear Solid yeah. 2, they were saying they're actually on the internet. This is what was happening. Yeah. That and, then the, and then that stranding with the couriers becoming heroes. Yeah, and just before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, so he's good at predicting things. Yeah. The internet thing I'm not going to give him because anybody could have predicted that. 
to be fair, well, films, that's true, but films have been predicting know, you, that for a good 10, 20 years. You know, before. but it, you know, but it, it was back in twenty in two thousand two, I think. Yeah, I, I, you I, know, I, it was a, it was easy to predict, but you know, yeah. most people weren't even using the internet. I say, I, I'm fairly then. sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm fairly sure I've seen films in the like the nineties predicting things like that, though. Yeah. So I'm not going to give him that one. But the courier thing, you know, like, did Kojima release the pandemic? <laughs> he he is COVID. He is um, the one. But no, like the whole game's in, you know. I just think it's a load of shite. Yeah, I think it's a grandiose statement that is impossible to bring to reality. Because one, if you're making a game, you're not going to turn things around the games industry because, you know, it's already going forward. Turning it around is bad. And two, if you're making a game, I don't see how you can, you know, turn things around for the film industry unless you're, you know, you've got a massive budget and you're just giving a shitload of money to the films industry. <laughs> I think it means that it is going to be some sort of interactive film yeah. or something along those lines, you know? Well, and it'll, that's. It'll, yeah. it'll still be a game then. Well, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, no. I can't that, imagine, there are some... I can't no, I imagine mean, there are... 50, 100, 50 or 150 or 200 people cramming into a cinema for the. The Hideo Kojima experience. Everybody shout at the screen what option you want and it will pick randomly. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that, uh, well, he always tries to be original at least, so it would be interesting to see what he comes up with. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I just... Well, yeah, well... We don't know anything about what he's doing, so it's hard, it's hard to say if if he's actually if he you know what he, what is what he really means by saying these these things. I know. I, I I just remember before Death Stranding where he was claiming he's like you know revolutionized gaming and creating a whole new genre, and it was yeah the strand. Yeah, the strand genre. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't well, it wasn't well, a new be, genre, and it didn't revolutionize no, if, gaming. Well, but you know, because no one else followed with that uh, asynchronous multiplayer stuff. That's I think it's one of the best things he did. But no one else has tried to do something like that in the exact same way. Like, yeah, yeah, in the exact same way. Other. Because asynchronous multiplayer has been around a while. Yeah, but I, I meant yeah. exactly that way, helping each other. Uh, yeah. In that in that way, you know, it's. I don't know. There's always a lot of help in you know in the Souls like games where they say pit ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, well no when they say jump and then you die <laughs> exactly a lot of help <laughs> uh, invisible wall ahead and then you find people trying to hit the wall for a thousand times and... yeah I've fallen for that before yeah me too On Elden Ring, actually. <laughs> I think everyone I think everyone has at least once uh... Yeah. Well, in Elden Ring, one of the walls actually needs to be like a lot of times. Oh no, I'm on about in the first part, but before you even ah, face okay. the first boss, it's like That's... invisible wall ahead. I'm like, oh, secret, and then there was nothing. <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, I think I, I think this wall is in Volcano Manor, if I remember right, and you have to hit it like so many times to 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 open uh, to open the way. And I don't remember what's behind the wall, but. 
There is something like that. So. Yeah. Trolling the trolls, uh, I'd say. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just, it's Kojima, so where you've got that statement, you've got to take something with a pinch of salt. With Kojima, you need to take it with an ocean's full of salt. Because nothing, you know, his grandiose co- comments never really come true. Yeah. yeah. I guess he's a bit like Molinox in that way. Yeah. The Japanese Molinox. Yeah. The only difference is Kojima's work. I mean, to be fair to Molyneux, you know, before 22 Cans, the games he released were, they were good in their own right, or decent enough. It's just that where where Kojima talks utter bullshit, he makes great games, where and and gets so he gets away with it. But when Molyneux talks utter bullshit, he makes sometimes goddess. Well, I, I think it's just because of the bullshit he was saying about the first fable. And after yeah. that, it just people were just holding, holding to that because he was saying some real bullshit back then. Well, you yeah. did, he did the same for Fable 2 and Fable 3. You know, but at least Fable 2 feels more like a complete... You know, it yeah. feels closer to the bullshit he said. Uh-huh. I never played they, the third, so I don't know. But they, the second one felt a little closer. They weren't that bad, come on. No, 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 no. Same as I said, they were good it's games. It's the promises. The promises he was making that were... Yeah. At least for the first one, they're, they were completely out of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for the first one, it was like, this is a... This, it, it was essentially making an, a, a, an MMO, but for single player, or, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, this is going to be a living, breathing world. When you plant an acorn, a tree will yeah. grow. Yeah, and your yeah. dog will grow old and die, and then you will get another puppy. <laughs> I don't think he actually said that, but close enough. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Then you will have kids, and your you will be able to name your kids. You will send them to school. They will fail your their tests, and you will be disappointed in them. <laughs> then they will grow old and die. But not you. Yeah, but not you. You're <laughs> immortal you. somehow. Yeah. Everybody else grows old and die, and trees grow, but you don't age. Okay. But yeah, so let's wrap it up. We've talked. We've talked enough about the bullshit. So yeah. more bullshit. So um, you know what you've been playing, Francesco? Which pawn game have you had on this time? Oh well, well, uh, it's all Square Enix this time, but I'll be quick because I didn't know they made pawn games. No, but it's not a pawn game. Well, it can be porn if you like certain things. Well, you know, Star Ocean: The Divine Force has some characters with some weird proportions. <laughs> so it should be that's that. a JRPG. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just that's part of the design document. Small body, I believe, big tits. I believe so. You know, I believe so, but I, at least this time they don't look like that beca- lifeless that comes dolls. Before, that becomes before... they. That's literally <laughs> the second thing they write on the board. It's like design document, uh, genre, JRPG, uh, line, small bodies, big tits. I, I'd say it's the first one, even uh, before the name of the game. Oh no, the the Project, name of the game's uh, not there. I'm not just on about the genre. Yeah. <laughs> they decide the genre, then they do this. To be fair, they don't even need yeah. to decide the genre. Yeah, 
That's that, you know. Yeah, it's it's already that. Yeah. I think, in fact, yeah. it's all, it's just a put. It's it's actually the it's watermarked on every do- design document from a Japanese company. I think. <laughs> it's the first well, line don't... by law. <laughs> it's required, otherwise the project is doesn't go forward. It's required. Well, anyway, <laughs> let, I'm going to be quick now, otherwise we're going to too long. Well, I, as I said last week, I. I was playing, I'm actually still playing because I'm playing the other campaign of Star Wars and the Divine Force. And I have to say that my opinion of the game has even improved since the review. But I couldn't have given it a higher score. I gave it an 8 because technically it's a mess and it just runs like shit on PlayStation 5. I saw it runs like shit on PC as well. So it runs like shit everywhere. Yeah, there's no there's no escaping the frame drops and in any form. But at, at, outside of that, it's a very very solid game, and I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. There, there's no there's no annoying characters. There's no no stupid shit or like or Are you sure stupid it's a JRPG. How can it have be a JRPG with no annoying characters? Well, you know, you still have the kid. Well, kid, it, she's 15 years old, but, well, see, she's kind of a kid. But she's not annoying. Like, like the stuff from The Last Hope. I, th- I think the characters from The Last Hope were the most annoying they've ever done. They were just so bad. And this is actually a pretty big step up from... Uh, well, it's, it wasn't difficult to be a step up from the fifth one, because there, there wasn't much of a game. The fifth one, but even over the last hope, it's a big step up, and I hope I hope they get to make another because they really they really nailed a lot of things this time around. But it's very, know, very very it's very very solid. What I don't understand is why Square Enix. Uh, it seems like they have different tiers of developers. Like the A tier, they give them uh, a mm. real engine, or uh, you know even the Luminous engine, and. Uh, for the B tier developers, they give them the shitty engines. Well, I, I don't know about the other developers, but Triace isn't a Square Enix developer. They're, oh. uh, yeah, they they just I, I I we don't know if they've been approached by Square Enix or they wanted to do that and then they talk with Square Enix because it's their uh, their IP. But yeah, this was uh, they are they are contractors. I mean, the last big games they did for Square Enix were uh, the Final Fantasy XIII sequels. They did oh. uh, the second and the third one, yeah. But after that, it was just small stuff. They did a mobile game that with Star Ocean, and then Star Ocean Five, and then this one. So that's probably that's probably the reason why they had to do. They had this budget. You have to make it fit, and then they went with the but, with know, their own terrible engine. <laughs> To be fair, I mean, even independent, very small independent developers use Unreal Engine, so I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. They never talked about that. It would have. It would have made at least the game run better because I, I saw some Xbox One footage, and I think it doesn't go past 20 FPS no, well, in fields. Perfect. So yeah, it's. I, I, I think uh, previous gen consoles, it's not a good experience at all because it's even on cinematic. PlayStation Five, it's not always good. Cinematic 25 FPS. Yeah, you know, when the problem is that there are battles against a lot of enemies and it's just tanks. I mean, on PlayStation 5, there's one of the characters that's uh, this special move that he summons orbs around him and they 
they shoot lasers or something like that when you when you use spells. But the problem is that the frame rate tanks completely when you have when you use this move. So it, it basically becomes unplayable. I used it once. I never used it again because I tried to play the game and not see a, a slideshow. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Well, then the other things I well the other thing I'm playing I, I can't talk much about it. It's the Tactics Ogre Reborn. It's the remake remaster of Tactics Ogre. Let us cling together. And uh, I can just say I'm playing it, and then and that so far because. Just chapter one. It's pretty good. It's it's a step up from the PSP version that had some <clears throat> very stupid mechanics. Like units didn't have uh, individual levels, but it was the class that had the levels. So every time you unlocked a new class, you were starting at level one. The problem is that when you get far in the game, you have every other class at level fifteen or twenty, and then you have this class at level one, and you're forced to grind. Then there was a complicated skill system that added, added pretty much nothing. And they reworked this into a more uh, streamlined experience, and it's good. Well, the story, no spoilers, but it's a, it's the same one of the original, so it's... That's a spoiler, then. Anybody who's... Yeah, right, it's, the same one, it's the same one as the original. They, they, told them, they, told, they said that themselves. So it's I not know, a spoiler. It's in the marketing. And it's the closest thing you can get to a Game of Thrones story in a tactical role-playing game. Huh. Because it's... That, yeah, it's very, 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 very good. And there's, uh, there's some very dark themes uh, in the story. Uh, Ethnic cleansing, those type of things. It's, it's still great so many years after its release. Can you say Dracarys? <laughs> Sorry? Uh, uh, I was, uh, can you say Dracarys? To, to well, no, but you can you can have dra- you can have dragons uh, as units, so you can do that even if you don't say that you can, you can use dragons to uh, burn your enemies. Trash. Cool. <laughs> um, well, actually, I I can talk about it because you know it's still going to be embargoed by the time this goes live. So sorry. <laughs> then, oh no. Well. I know that's the problem with Barbies. They've got such horrible embargoes. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Uh, so me then, football manager, same again. <laughs> um, other little things as well. Um, it's like I did a. I mean, I was in fact I haven't played it in the past week because I've already done the review. There's a small indie game where review comes out in like nine days. That's already done. It's a puzzle game. Quite fun. Uh, you know, something that you can just do in the side. Would make a great little mobile game, to be fair. Which is probably why it's on the Switch. And, uh-huh. yeah. Um, Football Manager. And Mountain Blade 2. And there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just the same, same stuff, really, for me. Um, I did also... The preview I'm doing it, getting it up. To, it's going live tomorrow for Halloween because it makes sense. Is um, the dark pictures devil in me? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, the embargo's gone on that, but you know, I have a busy stuff to do and family stuff. So uh, it's the it's the dark pictures. It's got more things inside, but just wait for the review for that. 
when I do that, then you'll get, be able to find out more. But new gameplay features and a decent setting. I mean, the settings have always been somewhat okay. I mean, deep, well, so good to a good extent. But, you know, it's a big hotel, which means they can do a bit more with it. It's easy to link it to such as like Spencer's Mansion from Res Evil. Does it have does it have a smaller budget than uh, the quarry? I think you yeah. Think? I think all the dark pictures, the dark pictures anthology films have got smaller budgets than the big ones. Yeah. I just oh. got, but they've they've added some gameplay features. Um, you know, little little inventory sort of stuff, and um, at least you can sort of run to an extent. And they've added very... I mean, I've only played a small amount of it, so I can't say if it expands on it, but, you know, little puzzles like move this bookcase so you can use it as a stepping path bridge. You know, Uh it's a puzzle in the same way as turn the handle to open the door is a puzzle. Okay. But it's okay. still gameplay. It's still a new feature for the for the style of game. It's I've never really classed them as survival horror games. I know, yeah, the horror and you need to survive, but they're more adventure horror games. In the same vein as like your Walking Dead titles and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a move towards survival horror. Or traditional survival horror, which is good. We'll see. I don't know yeah. how long of a break they're going to take in between the... Because this is the end of the first season when it comes out. But we'll talk more about that in a probably two weeks, three weeks' time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll do for me. Then I've got to go okay. back to Football Manager. Yeah, go back to Lord as well. Autumn Blade too. Yeah, we'll get I'll get don't worry, I'll get that done. But you know me, football manager. <laughs> I have priorities. And my priorities are whiskey. Okay. And football yeah. manager. <laughs> it's my relaxing day today. It's a day of rest. So yeah. That'll do. We've all we've talked out. Yeah. So yeah, thank you everybody and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.